Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah. So make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, I ask about the acronym STOP. Stop, think, observe, plan. In my opinion, this acronym and method are crucial nowadays. I know for a fact that this helps me enormously overcome anxiety, anger, and most of all, fear. I ask, could you explain to the listener how you came about the phrase and method of STOP? Enjoy. 1993, I went to work up to uh, a Boy Scout camp. And I was over what they called scout craft, which, which basically is all of the wilderness survival stuff, okay? So pioneering, you know, doing your knot tying lashings. So in the wilderness survival Boy Scout, so in the Boy Scouts of America, Wilderness Survival Merit Badge Handbook, I'm I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, well, that seems well, you know, my own opinions of what I believe survival is versus what they're teaching the Boy Scouts. And in there, it talked about the acronym STOP. And so when you see that big stop sign, you know, we're programmed, we're taught, we're, we're you know, we're supposed to stop. Hey, you ran a stop sign, you know, hey, whatever like that. So then in this, this manual, whoever... The, put this together they broke down that phrase stop s stop t think o observe p plan so basically if you ever become lost or stranded in the wilderness the first thing you need to do is stop stop think observe and plan Wow, it just kind of hit me, you know, back then. And I was like, wow, you know, there's so many people lost and stranded in this world. I've seen, and I've said it so many times, I've seen more lost and stranded people in society than I ever have in the raw wilderness. And so when we're going along and, you know, we're feeling the frustrations, we're feeling the sadness, we're feeling, you know, those, those what we might call the negative negatively connotated emotions, okay? And when we're feeling those, or even when we're over here and we're feeling the best and we're moving going and everything's going great, you know, sometimes we get out of our present state of being. And that's when it's imperative to stop. So when we're going in our lives, so today, right now, let's just say everybody stop. Okay, stop whatever you're doing. Just stop, okay? And and just sit down. It's kind of like an assessment. So imagine you're out in the wilderness. Imagine that you were up there backpacking and you got to your campsite. And you sit your backpack down. You're so excited to be to your new campsite. And you put your backpack down. And you're like, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go gather some firewood. And you go out and you start gathering your firewood. And then you start going back to your campsite with your firewood and you can't find your campsite what starts to happen you know so imagine so you're carrying this firewood remember you were excited okay and remember you're on your way back to where you came from 
But somehow in that essence of time and maneuvering and bending down and scooping and turning and twisting, and all of a sudden you can't find your campsite. Now what kind of feelings are coming? Are you still excited? Well, you talked about you know, that thing of fear. So we start to feel a little fear. We start to feel a little apprehension or something. It starts to lead a little bit more. And how quickly does that get to panic? Well, it depends on how well-trained uh, we are already. If we've trained our brain to think a certain way already, we have a better ability to work through the particular situation at hand in that essence of, okay, all right, hold on just a minute. So stop. Stop. Put down that firewood. Sit down on the ground. Okay, so I've stopped. All right. What are we going to think? Think. Think. I'm so scared. I don't know what I'm doing. God, it's getting, you know, it's almost dark. I, I, I don't know where my camp is. I can't see, you know. So, no, we don't want to think like that. That's that other tendency that we're operating from an unknown, a fear. What we want to do is be able to think, okay. So I call this a backwards walking. So we begin to go like, okay, I was gathering my firewood. I was moving over here. And we work through that in our minds. We're not going to get up and start retracing yet, see. Think. Okay. I came up here to have a beautiful time in nature. I'm in nature. There's nothing to be afraid of. I'm okay. I'm not hurt. So we're starting to think a little bit more promising. Observe. Okay. So usually when I call this a backwards walking, if I'm going into the wilderness anywhere, if I'm hiking away from my known location into the unknown, every few moments I turn around and I look so I can see what it looks like to come back. See? So as I'm walking away from my camp and I'm going to go get firewood, as soon as I'm off into the trees, I turn around and I think, okay, there's that big hill over there. It's got that rock landslide on it. I look over here and say, oh, wow, look at that. There's that huge dead pine tree. Okay, look, I'm going to remember that. And then you look at where the sun is. Where's your shadow? You turn back around. Oh, it's opposite going this way. You start to think things. So that backwards walking, walk a little bit more from that place. Oh, here's my identifiers. So what we're doing is we're putting little teeny landmarks. Step, 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 turn around. Oh, so I step, step, step back over here. And then from there, I look because I remember turning around and looking there. And then I see the rock slide camps right over there. So this stop, think, observe, and plan even though they don't teach this, what I learned was that's the preventative maintenance. That's the, that's the, the magic in not getting lost. If we take, or if we create, better said, 
the time to stop, think, observe, and plan every single day, even several times through the day, because we get distracted, we get tainted by, we get influenced by. So yesterday, we're, we're looking at this new car, and I'm, I'm looking at it and seeing things, and you know, my phone's inside the car, but I had my ringer off, because I, I do that a lot. I, it's not the best thing, maybe, because sometimes this happens. And I usually have my phone alarms, because I try not to stay too close to my technology or clock for some reason, but those things kind of save me. So all of a sudden, we're out there, and you know, and I've got my brother and my nephew now, and some others out there, and they're looking at it because they're both fine mechanics, and they're looking at this car with me. And all of a sudden, here comes my daughter, and she says, "Hey, mom just called." And all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> That's what I said. "Oh crap! What time is it? It's two fifteen. Oh shoot! She said to pick her up at two. <laughs> okay." And she's got music lessons coming up at like 2.30 or something, you know. So I'm like, okay, uh, all right, I'm going to go get your mom. <laughs> so it's like I put everybody on pause and I take that little car and I go over and pick up Ashley and I come home. But see, I was going. I got lost in the beauty of looking at that car. I lost my awareness in my time frame. I love doing that, but sometimes it can cost us. So how do we balance that out? Well, if we're occasionally doing a backwards walking, if we're stopping and we just kind of look around, oh, this is my environment. Oh, there's my landmarks. Oh, so in real life. Okay, it's 1230. I want to get started on this project. But I know I get lost in my music, and so I need to set an alarm that's going to be louder than when I'm playing my music so that it'll catch my attention and bring me back to the reality of this world so that I can go take care of my responsibilities kind of a thing. This is me. So I, I know I get lost. I get lost in that beauty of life sometimes. When I'm out there and I'm looking at the clouds and I'm laying on the grass or looking at the stars, I get lost. I love it. It's good to get lost like that. But we need our landmarks. We need our references in order to be able to navigate effectively back and forth and around until we memorize, in a sense, our terrain. But when we begin to memorize our terrain, okay, I'm going to work, I just moved to this new location, I turn left here, I turn right here, I found me a good way to get to work. Uh, na, 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 na. A week goes by, two weeks, autopilot, I can now drive to work, I can now text, and I can call, and I can do all these other things while I'm driving, I can multitask. No, 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 okay, we don't want to do that, but what my point is, is that we become almost too okay about our terrain because we've gotten familiar with it that we begin to become on autopilot so shake it up a bit take a different way to work take a different way home shake it up a bit oh god i kind of like this new way that's kind of cool you know but when we're in a hurry and then we're like oh i'm late and then there's a kid crossing the street and the sun's in your eyes 
Okay, so one day I was driving down the road. I just pulled out and I start to, and the sun's in my eyes. And some guy backs out of his driveway and I hit him. I didn't mean to. I didn't even see him. The sun was in my eyes. I just was barely moving. I was a young teenage driver. And so in those places of losing our sensories, our perceptions, our, our current moment nowism, and when we are able to stop, and I know, you know, I, I used to make jokes like grab that emergency brake and pull it up. But the only reason I ever brought that joke up is because one day we were driving home from a concert when like about midnight at night with some teenage friends and I'm in the back seat and the two brothers are up front and all of a sudden out of nowhere, the brother in the passenger seat grabs the emergency brake we're on the freeway and yanks it up and that car slid out of control. Okay, so you want to be careful about how you're going about your stopping. You want to be careful how you're going about your thinking, your observing, your planning. Okay, and planning is one of the most important pieces of this because when I plan, when I'm in those places that I don't like to be, you know, how, how can I plan so that I don't walk down that same street and fall in that same hole on autopilot and then not become accountable to my own walkings, my own doings? So how can I start to change my, my route? How can I start to change my thinkings, my habits, my daily dues to get to a point so that as I'm learning to stop, think, observe, and plan, when I'm creating the time to stop and get present, when I'm doing these things every day to get myself in a position of my awareness so that basically I am at one with all things. But even then, when I'm on the mountain. And I'm watching the deer and I lay down on the mountainside and I'm watching the deer and then a little squirrel comes over and he climbs on me and I'm holding him and I'm petting him and I'm lost in the present moment and so's that squirrel I don't know what happened all of a sudden but something shook that squirrel back to where he chattered, he looked at me and thought, what the heck is going on? And he took off. So my thoughts must have changed. I, I thought about that. My thoughts must have changed. I must have started thinking, I can't believe I'm petting a squirrel rather than just being in the moment. My thought brought a different energy in that and he was gone. So stop, think, observe, and plan. Stop. Just cease. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So my 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 son's in the hospital. Oh, so I'm. I, all right. My my. I just got served divorce papers. Oh shoot. I just found out my son got in a fight at school and they beat the crap out of him. Oh shoot. You know. Um. My car just. I was just on 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 the way to the interview and my car broke down. Why? What? Yeah. Uh, stop. Stop. Breathe. See, you can feel it when I do this. This is why I do these things in these podcasts, because I know you can feel it. Stop. Okay, but then it's a conscious thinking. It's not just some random thinking. It's a thought. Okay, what do I want to think? What am I thinking? What do I want to think? You have a choice. Okay. I've been thinking this, and this is where I'm at. And then I stopped. Okay, so I want to get back to my camp. 
So I'm sitting there and I've gone through the process now. Stop, think, observe, and plan. And I'm looking at my firewood where I just sat it down because I'm glad I remembered I knew that acronym. And then I look up and I, oh my gosh, there's that huge rock over there when I first set my, oh my gosh, there's my water bottle. So then I go over there. But what I do is I gather my firewood back up first because I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to go get my water bottle and then try and find my firewood and then try and find my camp. See, I already got the firewood, so I want to keep going here. I already have the resources. See, I already have a portion of those resources. I want to keep those resources with me. It wasn't the firewood that got me lost. Okay, so it wasn't the resources that got me lost. So I gather my firewood. I go to that big rock. And I get my water bottle. Well, maybe I'm thirsty. Maybe I'm tired. But I'm trying to get somewhere. Trying to get to my backpack. So I sit there and I think, okay, I was walking this way. And I sat my... Oh, so I turn around. Because I was walking the way. So I want to look back the way that I was walking to that rock. And then I see that big pine tree. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. But... One time, well, let's put it this way. We can also get guidance and, and direction in other ways. So when we stop, think, observe, and plan. When my son was up in the Swiss Alps years back, a few years back, and he decided to go get in one more hike up there in the Swiss Alps before they were going to come back to the mainland here. This was a few years before COVID and all that. And a storm came in. Vision blocked. Oh, he says, I don't know which way to go. He couldn't see. So when you can't see your landmarks, when you can't see where you were, when your backwards walking has no value, or does it? Because my son, he saw three hawks all of a sudden flew in front of him. And he followed those hawks and they took him to the trailhead and he got out of there before that major snowstorm might have just taken him in and taken his life. He trusted in that essence of the compass, the internal compass. See, which way's north, which way's east, which way's south, which way's west. Well, it didn't matter right then. Which way's home? Which way's to back to peace? Which way is back to certainty? Which way is back to love? Which way is back to comfort? Which way is back to those things that I am familiar with? Which way is the way to not being here where I feel the most scared, the most vulnerable, and I could panic? Stop. Think, observe, and plan. I just want to add one more thing after that. Trust. Trust the process. Promise you'll find your way. I, uh, <laughs> just a quick example for me actually happened yesterday. A good example of stop. Jeez, and... You had a busy day yesterday. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 
it was actually at work and it was funny because it's it was just free samples and one of the orders i got i i guess they got the they ordered two uh different orders one was a transmission going this way the other one was well so horizontal the other one the transmission going vertical they got both that were going horizontally and so they got two orders of you know one so they just simply asked for five more and when i went in to cut more parts i cut it and then i showed mark because something i was like talking to him i was like that's kind of weird doesn't feel right and i showed him and he said oh yeah that's not right and come to find out that the cut program that we used to cut the wafers was made incorrectly and he was in a hurry to he had plans he had an appointment they had to get to and it was funny because i right there i used stop because i was like can you i know you have to leave but quickly i want to understand exactly what happened here so it never happens again he showed me within two minutes and then that problem will never happen again so i think it's a prime example to use for stop because especially if people are in a business or something like that because i order people panic and all of a sudden people say how you do this to the customer it could have been something that could have escalated into something huge that maybe someone never forgives you know over free parts and it was resolved within a hundred seconds or so you know what i mean so it's i think that's just a really i wanted to use that as an example for maybe people that are in business and yeah so that's a that's a real day to day example, folks. That's a that's a reality that everybody goes through in some degree or another. And and yes, thank you, thank you, thank you for that interjection. Because a week ago or something like that, somewhere up in Salt Lake City or something, you know, and some people were playing soccer everywhere, and all of a sudden people started yelling, "Man with a gun!" or something like that. The next thing you know, hundreds of people are moving with that motion. But whoever yelled, man with a gun, and I didn't hear the rest of the story, but was there a man with a gun? Mm. Or was there just someone that said that? But within moments, and into panic, an entire ball field was evacuated of people. There was one home, they said, that had over 70 children in it as everyone was looking out there and people calling cops and everything. Where's the man with the gun? Stop. In that moment of chaos, stop. In that moment of panic, stop. In that motion of what is going on around you so that you don't get caught up into the whirlwinds of false chaos. Now, I'm not saying that was false chaos, but your example had me think of that example, which really roundhouses this particular episode to stop in that moment of pause. You said in less than about 100 seconds, things were rectified. But if you would have panicked, and he panicked, and he went, it would have left the whole arena in panic. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Yeah. I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.